Yeah. Yeah. Draft day. Johnny Manziel. Five years later, how am I the man still? Draft day. A Wiggins. That other side, we stay winning. Oh man, you know I had to do it for you. You know I had to do it for you. Yeah. Suits and ties yelling out, pay the guys, man, I had to do it for you. You know I had to do it for you. You know I had to do it for you. Oh man, oh man, oh man, man, you know I had. Welcome back to the Racial Draft Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Ford. Uh, joining us this week is uh, no one. It's just me today. And uh, we're going to quickly run through and recap the 10th round of the Racial Draft Dynasty Draft, the Season 6 Racial Draft Dynasty Draft. And uh, there were some cool picks. So let's just get right into it, you know, without further ado. Uh, let's start off with the first pick in the round which would be from the Jewish delegation. They selected a character, a fairly new character, but a character that definitely has uh, made a bit of an impact in the comic book world. And that is Alexis K, AKA Punchline, AKA the Joker's girlfriend, uh, rebound girlfriend after Harley Quinn. Um, you know, I think that... Um, you know, we've learned a little bit about this character over the over the course of the last couple of years. Um, you know, there's still a lot more story to be written, but she's definitely uh, positioned as, you know, a bit of a fangirl, um, you know, a bit of a a character who is able to um, sort of trade on the expectation that she has been brainwashed. Uh, by the Joker, and you know, uh, you know, poignant in her storyline is that uh, when she, you know, faced trial for her crimes as the Joker's accomplice, you know, she very much leaned into, you know, some of the the tropes, the uh, you know, as 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 they say online, the uh, white tears trope of oh, poor me, I was just uh, misunderstood, and you know, I fell into the thrall of the Joker. You know, and, f you know, for that reason, uh, it, it does make it a little bit difficult for um, for Punchline to fit neatly in the, um, you know, uh, as a woman of color, um, particularly because of that presumption of innocence. So in that way, you know, I would say the Jewish delegation, uh, you know, you know, to the extent that uh, many Jewish people read as white. Um, I think that that works for Punchline. I also think that the name Alexis K, um, you know, can definitely uh, be thought to be a Jewish name. And then, of course, the the Punchline aspect, you know, the um, sort of stereotype of the uh, comedy, uh, the, the Jewish comedian or comedian, as it were. Um, I think all of those things kind of come together to allow uh, Punchline to fit in that uh, you know, in that, in that window. So, um, you know, that works for me, um, as it, as it stands, it worked for the people as well. Uh, the people gave it 100% approval rating and, uh, yeah, all 100% strongly approved of the pick. Uh, there's not really much else to say after that. I mean, people, 
people were really on board with that. Um, I guess I should acknowledge that the Jewish delegation uh, gave a fan cast, and their fan cast was Mia Goth, um, who admittedly I haven't seen a lot of her work, but in terms of her look, you know, she really does have the punchline look down. So uh, for that reason, uh, I think that fan cast also got 100% approval rating. So, you know, two for two for the Jewish delegation. Moving on, though, is uh, the Latinx delegation. Uh, they kind of stepped a little bit out of the comfort zone, I would say. Uh, they drafted Otto Octavius, uh, a.k.a. Dr. Octopus. Um, I don't think that, um, you know, I don't think there's anything that's too deviant in terms of uh, Otto's backstory um, to make you feel like he couldn't be Latino. Um, obviously more cogent and more important uh, to Otto's story is being, you know, kind of overlooked um, and uh, being very smart, but being uh, thought of until he gets his, his octopus arms, um, you know, that he he's he's just not seen uh, in the same light as some of his other scientific peers. So, you know, there could be a number of reasons for that. And, you know, one of them could be ethnicity. So for that reason, um, yeah, I could see it. Um, maybe not, you know, with the name like Otto Octavius, it definitely doesn't sound like a Latino dude. Um, but, you know, that's, that's, that's kind of minor. Um, the people, they're somewhat on my side in the sense that 80% of the people approved of uh, Latino Doc Ock. Um, so, yeah. And uh, on the website, should have mentioned this before, you can, of course, for all of our picks, cast your approval votes both, both on Twitter and also at racialdraft.com. Uh, we, we total them either way. So uh, 100% approval for Otto Octavius on the site. That brings us to one of our defensive picks, one of our uh, picks that are chosen to remain as they, as they were understood. And that pick comes from the Black delegation who selected Duke Thomas, a.k.a. The Signal. Um, you know, this is a controversial character in my in my, um, I would say he's kind of born out of the idea that as many, you know, however long that uh, Batman has been adopting uh, underpriv underprivileged youths, uh, he's never adopted a black, black kid. And in general, Gotham, uh, you know, hasn't really talked a lot about the plight of underprivileged uh, people of color. Um, and, you know, that led to the the storyline slash uh, title, We Are Robin. And uh, Duke Thomas was one of, if not the protagonist of the We Are Robin series. And eventually that led to him being brought into the Bat family fold. Uh, he still wasn't adopted by Bruce per se, um, you know, because Duke did have parents. But uh, he was, like I said, he was brought into the Bat family. And instead of being given a Robin moniker, he was given 
the signal. Um, you know, many people have have struggled with the idea that um, as a signal, he tends to work in the daytime uh, rather than the rest of the Bat family who works in the nighttime. Um, so that does set him apart um, from the rest of the Bat family. And as such, uh, he really hasn't gotten the level of exposure and hasn't built the kind of fan following that other Bat family members have. I would say he's really way down on the totem pole. But be that as it may, the Black delegation uh, felt it was important to draft him. And hopefully, um, you know, he moves up uh, over the years. Uh, he had a really cool run as part of the um, Brian Edward Hills Batman and the Outsiders series. And, um, you know, where he was mentored by uh, Black Lightning. And um, there's been a little bit of a friendship slash maybe something more between uh, Duke and uh, Cassandra Kane. Uh, we, we shall see where that goes. But um, this one was disappointing uh, from the people, for sure. It was very, it's very disappointing that only 60% of uh, the people approved of this pick, uh, which, you know, again, defensive pick. So for it to have that large of a number of people dis disapprove, um, it's very sad. But, you know, by the time you hear this, maybe you can get over, get over to Twitter and cast your vote and get that number up because 60% uh, is sad, very sad. But I'll keep it moving. Uh, from Duke Thomas to, un, you know, this one's a little bolder, I have to admit. Um, you know, obviously, uh, I I tend to talk with some of the, the the delegates about possible characters, and this one this one I think, like I said, is bold. Uh, Hope Summers. Now you might ask yourself, uh, Hope Summers, uh, any relation to Scott Summers or Alex Summers, the classic Summers people, and uh, or Nathan Summers even. Uh, technically speaking, not related uh, in terms of close uh, physical, sorry, physical, um, you know, emotional ties. Uh, Hope was orphaned. Um, you know, her story, as you know, most of you know, but I'll, for the benefit of the listener, um, you know, she was the first mutant born after decimation. Uh, which would which was when Scarlet Witch uh, uttered the infamous "No more mutants" words and led to um, the vast majority of mutants being losing their powers and no more mutants being born. But uh, Hope was born, um, obviously with a name like Hope. Uh, it kind of comes with the territory. Uh, she was she's viewed in a lot of circles as the uh, chosen one. For that reason, and that led to her being, um, you know, her family being killed because of what she represented, and then also uh, being raised a very harsh life uh, by by Cable, and you know we've talked about Cable in other episodes of the podcast, and uh, you know he knows a little bit about being a chosen one, so um, you know I think that there's a lot there. 
for Hope. Uh, obviously, despite the fact that she's visually depicted as as resembling Jean Grey, I do think that there is something to the idea that the uh, the character, the the firstborn mutant uh, after a decimation, would be a non-white girl, um, and you know, sadly, there's a lot of tragedy in the stories of uh, Native Americans in terms of having their families, um, you know, being separated from their families. So, you know, I think that that, to me, works. Um, and, you know, you could still have the rest of her story play out the way that it plays out, um, you know, and she could have red hair because, again, she's a mutant. So even if red hair is not something that you see a lot um, in, in Native American circles, uh, there's an easy workaround in the fa in as as that being part of her mutation. Um, so for me, for me personally, I, I don't have an issue with it. I actually, like I said, think it's pretty inspired. Um, however, the people are a little bit more mixed on that. As of now, the people are at seventy one point five approval rating. Uh, with 28.6 strongly approving and 42.9 somewhat approving of uh, Native American Hope Summers. Um, again, if you feel otherwise, listeners, go ahead and uh, find us on the website, racialdraft.com, or on Twitter, racialdraftpod, and cast your vote. Try to get that up, you know, because if you think this is a cool way of reimagining the character, go ahead and make your voice known. Moving on, uh, this is another, I, I suppose this would count as a defensive pick. Uh, for those of you who have, who have seen uh, Across the Spider-Verse, for those of you who have not seen Across the Spider-Verse, pause this podcast right now, watch Across the Spider-Verse, and come back. Because what are you waiting for? But... For those of you who have seen Across the Spider-Verse, you're familiar with Miles Gonzalo Morales or Miles G. Morales from Earth-42, who is the Prowler. That's right. Spoiler. Again, you should have paused the podcast, watched the movie, and then come back. So, uh, so if you got spoiled, that's on you. But Prowler raised by his uncle, Aaron, and his mother, Rio, who's Puerto Rican. I mean, he he definitely embodies the multiculture of being both Black and Latino. Um, one might say even more so than his um, Earth uh, 1510, 1610. 1510, 1610, equivalent, um, being Miles, um, you know, the, the other Miles. <laughs> but um, even still, uh, Miles G. Morales, definitely multiracial, definitely a cool character that I'm not sure whether this character makes his way uh, from the films into the comics He's got a really cool character design. Uh, and the hope is with all the multiversal shenanigans that tend to happen all across the Spider-Verse, 
that we will one day get Miles G. Morales uh, in the comics. But for now, he is all over your fan arts. So if you, you know, if you if you think that this is a uh, where the character belongs, I tend to think that this is where the character does belong. Go ahead and vote. Uh, as of now, 85.7% of the people strongly approve a multiracial Miles G. Morales and 14.3% somewhat disapprove, which is, you know, disappointing. So, like I said, racialdraft.com or Racial Draft Pod on Twitter. Moving from Miles Gonzalo Morales to a defensive pick from the East Southeast, sorry, the East Southeast Asian delegation, but more specifically, East Asian, I believe Chinese, Martin Lee, aka Mr. Negative. This is a character that I'm not sure how long this character has existed, but in recent years, he's definitely risen to prominence. Uh, he's been a major player in the Spider-Man video game, um, the, the original Spider-Man video game. Um, and, you know, like I said, he's 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 come into prominence more recently. He's a character who I believe his powers come from the dark dimension, uh, the same place that Cloak and Dagger get their powers. He's got a bit of a uh, multi-personality, multiple personality disorder in that Martin Lee is a, uh, you know, well-meaning, mild-mannered man. But uh, Mr. Negative, he's a little bit more negative, as it were. Um, so, yeah, um, this is a character that not too many characters of uh, Asian descent in the Spider-Man mythos. And uh, like I said, he's been he's risen to prominence in recent years. Uh, also, for the fan cast, uh, Stephen O'Young, who uh, is the actual um, motion capture slash voice actor for the character in the video game, was chosen as the fan cast for him. Uh, the people, as of now, are seventy five percent approving of uh, still East Asian Mr. Negative, which again, much lower than it should be because this is a character that was conceived of as East Asian. Um, with the fan casting, a little bit better, 80%. But again, character that was conceived of as East Asian, it's very disappointing when the voters... Uh, for whatever reason, without letting us know why they disapprove. Disapprove. Moving on is uh, this one probably a little bit more controversial, I would say. Uh, this is a character that hasn't really popped up. I mean, he had his run during the era when the Inhumans were more of a thing. Right now, the Inhumans are not a thing. But this is a character that uh, I think could easily fit within the the um, understanding of the inhuman mythos, given their history, uh, you know, their ancient-ish history. Uh, this character is Karnak. Uh, he's known for seeing the flaws in all things. He's also known for being one of the top fighters 
in the Marvel universe because he could see the flaws in all things. Um, like I said, he had he was getting a push during the era when the Inhumans, uh, writ large, were getting a push. And as of recently, uh, he's been a little bit MIA. Um, his name I did not know until I did my research is Karnak Mandur Azur, um, which you know not to stereotype, but does kind of sound like a you know a name that uh, someone you know that that someone of, of Swana Mena delegation. So when I met Swana, you know, Swana uh, background, uh, this is the, sorry, I should have mentioned that was the Swana main delegation who made the pick, um, North African, uh, Egyptian to be more specific, um, Karnak, there was a fan cast, an actor named Sami Sheik, uh, if you're not familiar with the work, I've seen him on, on a fair number of things. Um, you know, he's done he's done some action. I'm pretty sure he could embody the role. Um, however, as of right now, he is only at approval rating of 66.7% approval. And uh, for the fan cast, only a 50% approval. So an uphill climb in terms of uh, getting the people to approve a uh, listener if you like the idea of north african karnak and if you like the idea of um sammy chic playing the role you can of course hop on either twitter or racialdraft.com and uh cast your vote but we will press on and in pressing on we go to another defensive pick. And this is a defensive pick from the South Asian delegation. Uh, this is a character that's been, you know, out there for a little bit. Uh, he's probably, you know, slipped a little bit into obscurity because his solo book is not um, currently active. And that would be uh, Swamp Thing, Levi Kamei, um, the... You know, for lack of a better term, the Indian Swamp Thing, Indian, I believe Indian American. Don't quote me on that. However, um, you know, a brown man embodied with the powers of the green. Uh, I believe he's a doctor. Uh, we, I've said this before, but a South Asian doctor is not that much of a stretch, if we're being honest. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, this is a character that uh was was pretty popular um when he was introduced he was written by ram v who was one of the top writers in the dc comics umbrella uh it was very critically acclaimed run and i don't know if this character will resurface in another medium but for now you know i i, I can't really disapprove of the pick because it is a defensive pick and in fact the fact that it is an 83.3% approval rating for the pick, that's low. Um, 66.7, strongly approve. 16.6, somewhat approve. And 16.7, somewhat disapprove. Disappointing. Uh, we also got a fan cast there. Uh, Kunal Nayar, um, who you might know from the Big Bang Theory, but has done other things uh, where he's not you know, making a mockery of himself. 
the approval rating for that casting is 80%. Um, so again, if you think that the Indian uh, character should remain Indian, fancy that, go ahead and cast your vote both on Twitter at Racial Draft Pod or the Racial Draft, or sorry, not the Racial Draft, racialdraft.com. But we move on to, <sighs> sorry, I apologize in advance because this is by far my least favorite pick of the round. And that would be the Polynesian delegation. Now, obviously, in the past, we've talked about how there aren't a lot of Polynesian characters. Um, however, just because there aren't a lot of Polynesian characters doesn't mean that characters of other uh, ethnicities have to be sort of shortchanged in order to satisfy that. Um, and I feel like that's what's happening here. Um, this is a character named Snowbird, um, a.k.a. Naria. Uh, she is a First Nations uh, character. In fact, a First Nations in Inuit deity um, or half uh, related to an Inuit de deity. So her story and her identity is very tied to um, indigenous um, Canadian. So I don't think that it's really possible to square um, her canon identity with uh, the Polynesian identity. Um, so for me personally, it's a, you know, it, it's not an approval. Um, for the people right now, uh, we're sitting at 50-50 in terms of approving of this pick for Polynesian Snowbird, Polynesian uh, Naria. Um, now for the fan cast, you know, uh, one of the things that can happen with a fan cast is that a character could be cast to portray, theoretically, obviously in this case, uh, she would be cast to play the Polynesian version of this character, but she could also be cast um, to portray the character as, as she is on the page. Um, so it's probably for that reason that the approval rating for the casting of uh, Siobhan Roller, uh is a lot higher, 83.3% um, to be exact. Um, however, you know, my objections still remain. I think that this is a character who is so tied to First Nations indigenous identity that to take that identity away would uh would really adversely affect the snowbird character and i you know i can't really approve of that un unfortunately so that's that's a me thing um if you feel otherwise go ahead and cast your vote at racial draft pod or at a racial draft podcast sorry at the racial draft no at racialdraft.com sorry guys it's a little late we will move on to the final pick 
of the 10th round. And that would be from the white delegation. And it would be Elsa Bloodstone. Um, what is there to say about Elsa, Elsa Bloodstone? Uh, she's British. She's got red hair. And she hunts monsters. Um, obviously, all of those things don't necessarily need to be embodied in a um, in a white woman. But at the same time, if it was embodied in a white woman, you can't really, well, me personally, wouldn't have an issue with a, uh, in terms of objecting to it. So it's a defensive pick for the white delegation. This is a character that we've already seen in World by Night. Uh, interestingly enough, not a redhead. Maybe she dies it. Um, I think that there have been appearances. I think in her earliest appearances, she was sorry. In her earliest appearances, she wasn't a redhead, so die is in the cards. Um, she was played by Laura Donnelly in the MCU Werewolf by Night um holiday special, which was about a year ago at this point. Um, I think that, you know, good, good, good pick for the white delegation is this character who is generally speaking understood to be white and already played by a white actress and uh, will probably be played by a white actress in the near future. So uh, that is Elsa Bloodstone. The people uh, tend to agree. Uh, 90.9% approval rating for the pick. Uh, as for the fan casting, slightly lower. 89 sorry 88.9 percent approval rating so uh you know a little lower like i said um listeners if you feel one way or the other you could of course cast your vote at racial draft pod on twitter or racialdraft.com that's it we did it 10 picks in the 10th round, um, you know, obviously every delegation is feeling a little bit more of a pinch, but there are still characters out there, If you, especially if you're feeling really imaginative. Um, if you'd like to let the various delegations know uh, who you'd like to see, hit us up on the various social media. Uh, hit us up on Instagram at racial.draft. On Facebook, of course, uh, on definitely on Twitter at Racial Draft Pod. Uh, you can also email us, Racial Draft Podcast at gmail.com. Um, you can respond under our posts at racialdraft.com as well. Um, yeah, we're we're all over. We're out here. Um, you know, let the the various the you know the the various uh delegates know who you'd like to see drafted by your different delegations you know who who you'd like to see brought into the fray maybe maybe there's some characters that have been drafted that you'd like to see uh traded you know we do trades we do do trades um you know we're closing in there's only uh the 11th and the 12th round of the season six draft so we're, we're we're finishing up season six. Uh, season seven will be starting off very, very soon. 
you know, as as I've said before, season, you know, each season, certain characters go back into the pool and they get shaken back up. So, you know, who's to say who will end up where in season seven? But there's still more picks in season six. So if there are characters that you'd like to see in their various places. Let us know. However, with, with respect to this podcast, uh, tune in next week. Same race time. Same race channel. But until then. All things are possible.